We're back once again, and friends, this happens to be a special holiday Thanksgiving edition of Sounds Like Radio, and I, of course, am your humble host, ever so humble. And today we're going to be listening to a great Gildersleeve show from Thanksgiving time. This one happens to be one of the first great Gildersleeve shows I can ever remember hearing, and at the time, it was the only Thanksgiving episode I had ever heard of. Later on, I discovered there are other Thanksgiving shows, and we'll get to those in the future. But today, we are listening to the November 26, 1947 episode of The Great Gildersleeve, which is a Thanksgiving show when Gildy advises Leroy to be more like Tom Sawyer. Leroy's kind of bored. It's a holiday, and he has nothing to do, so Gildy advises him to read Tom Sawyer and... And little Leroy, he takes it a little too seriously. <laughs> Much to Gildersleeve's regret. But before we get to Gildersleeve's regrets, we are going to be getting to some great Thanksgiving holiday sounds. You know, one of my favorite movies is, of course, Bing Crosby's Holiday Inn. And in that movie, Bing has a song for every holiday in the year. And our favorite holiday for today is Thanksgiving. Here's Bing Crosby to sing, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I haven't got great big yacht to sail from shore to shore. Still I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got plenty to be thankful for No private car, no caviar, no carpet on my floor Still I've got plenty to be thankful for I've got eyes to see with, ears to hear with Arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore how could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for.
I've got eyes to see with, ears to hear with, arms to hug with, lips to kiss with, someone to adore. How could anybody ask for more? My needs are small, buy them all, five and ten cents store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. Well, what's not to be thankful for? The great Bing Crosby here on Sounds Like Radio. I've got plenty to be thankful for. Bing Crosby sings that in the Holiday Inn movie. Yeah, he's uh, feeling kind of down, though, at the time in the movie. He's sitting there at the table, dejected. His girlfriend ran off with Fred Astaire. <laughs> They're living the big time in California, Hollywood, and being stuck there by himself at the Holiday Inn that he created, along with all that music he created that they're singing. <laughs> he's mad. He's dejected. But he's playing back a record that he just wrote. I've got plenty to be thankful for. And that's the record, and that's Bing. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, um, the maid there, what is her name? It's not Bertie, but his maid talks some sense into him and gets his spunk back, huh? Yeah, that's what happens. you got to watch the movie. And I prefer the colorized version of Holiday Inn. You haven't seen Holiday Inn until you've seen it in color. I always watch that movie from the very beginning, and I always wished it was in color. And now, now that it is available in color, I am in seventh heaven. I love it in color. Well, friends, we are celebrating Thanksgiving today, and you celebrate Thanksgiving in several ways. Number one, pumpkin pie. Number two, turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, and green beans. I like green beans better than peas, so I can't stand peas. But you also celebrate Thanksgiving by going way back home. No matter where home is, it's always nice to be back home. As Bing Crosby can tell you here in his great song, Way Back Home. The roads are the dustiest, the winds are the gustiest, the gates are the rustiest, the pies are the crustiest, the, song, the songs the lustiest, the, friend, the friends the trustiest, way back home. The trees are the sappiest, the days are the nappiest, the dogs are the yappiest, the kids are the scrappiest, the jokes the, jokes the snappiest, the folks, the folks the happiest, way back home. Don't know why I left the homestead, I really must confess I'm just a weary exile Singing my song of loneliness The grass is the springiest The bees are the stingiest The birds are the wingiest The bells are the ringiest the heart's the singiest, the arms. the arms the clingiest, way back home. The sun is the blaziest, the 
that song you know the first time i heard it i said wow what a neat song perfect for thanksgiving too we hope you're having a very good thanksgiving or will have a very good thanksgiving you know a tradition with me is pumpkin pie i love pumpkin pie you can keep your mincemeat mincemeat's okay it's not that i totally dislike it but pumpkin pie is my favorite it's what i have even on my birthday which also takes place in November. So I'm, I'm really overboard with pumpkin pie starting in October. Now, for instance, this year, I had my first pumpkin pie in the last week of October. Now, there are some years when I don't even have any pumpkin pie until my birthday. And those are quite unusual years because I love pumpkin pie. Uh, this year, I bought the first pumpkin pie I got was pretty good. Uh, not bad. Pretty good. Uh, not perfect, but pretty good second pumpkin pie I bought, well, <laughs> it, well, it sort of reminded me of a pumpkin pie taken out of the oven about a half hour too soon. It didn't seem quite cooked. I mean, it was halfway cooked. Eh, it's good, though. I had that good pumpkin flavor, at least. Anyway, I hope this Thanksgiving I get a delicious pumpkin pie, because that'll just make it perfect. All right, now we can count our blessings when we do get a perfect pumpkin pie. It's one of the many blessings we can count. Also, being alive is a good blessing. And having Thanksgiving to celebrate is our third blessing for this current time. We have many blessings. You just got to look for them, friends. And one of the guys who loves to sing this song is, no, I'm not going to play a Bing Crosby this time. It's the great Jimmy Durante as he counts his blessings. Take it, Jimmy. When I'm worried and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep. And I fall asleep Count my blessings And when my bankroll is getting small I think of when I had none at all And I fall asleep Count my 
blessing I think about a nursery And I picture curly heads And one by one I count them As they slumber in their beds So if you're worried and you can't sleep Just count your blessings instead of sheep And you fall asleep Counting your blessings Think about a nursery And I picture curly heads And one by one I count them As they slumber in their beds So if you're worried And you can't sleep Just count your blessings Instead of sheep you fall asleep counting your blessings oh that sounds good I'd like to tell you that was me on the violin but uh, it wasn't the great Jimmy Durante song there, Counting Your Blessings. Now, just before we get to the great Gildersleeve's Thanksgiving, I thought you might like to listen to a poem, a poem as told to us by the great Gene Shepherd. Take it, Gene. We're all in the mood for a Thanksgiving poem. Here he is. You ever heard a Thanksgiving poem, friends? When you are about to hear a Thanksgiving poem. All set. I wish you all that pen and ink could write, and then some more. I hope you cannot even think of half you're thankful for. I hope your table holds a wealth of prime Thanksgiving fare, and love and peace and joy and health will all be seated there. I trust your guests will all be bright, but none of them too wise, and each will bring an appetite for mince or pumpkin pies. I hope the fowls will all be fat, the cider sweet to quaff, and when you snap a wishbone, that you'll win the larger half. I like that little corny sentiment stuff. Oh, yeah. You and me both, Gene. We both like them Thanksgiving poems. I like that one so much, I'm going to ask Gene to stick around and tell us another Thanksgiving poem. One of my favorite Thanksgiving poems. In fact, it's When Father Carves the Duck. But we'll save that treat for you till after The Great Gildersleeve. And now it's time for the Great Gildersleeve's Thanksgiving program. From 1947, November 26th of that year, here is the Great Gildersleeve's Thanksgiving. The Charles Food Company presents Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> Yeah. 
country, the folks who've tried Kraft's wonderful natural cheese are saying, this is the cheese we've been waiting for. Yes, Kraft's newest cheese called K-Brand Natural is a very special cheese. It's a cheddar with a mellow flavor, a melt-in-your-mouth texture, and made of pasteurized milk. Remember the name, K-Brand Natural Cheddar. Listen for more about Kraft's latest triumph in cheesemaking later in the program. The great Gildersleeve is one of those tradition-loving Americans who believes Thanksgiving should be spent at home with his family. Yes, sir, and a big, fat turkey. He believes it so strongly that he has closed up the water department and gone home half a day early. You bet. If anybody wants water, all they have to do is turn a tap. (laughs) Well, hello, Marjorie. Lovely day, isn't it? Looks like Indian summer's come back. Marjorie, I spoke to you. Hmm? Oh, sorry, Uncle Mort. Hello. Ah, yes. Weather like this that makes you want to be up and doing. Good day for football, hunting, or sitting by the fire. Guess I'll sit by the fire. What are your plans, my dear? Uncle, I'm trying to write a letter. Oh? Uh, Marshal Bullard. Dream boy. Uncle, you looked. I thought you'd forgotten about young Bullard. He's home from school for the holidays. Why write him a letter? He lives right across the street. You can yell to him. Oh, Marshal, you dream boy. Marshal and I are not speaking. Oh, well, Mr. Bullard and I aren't speaking either, but I don't write him mushy letters. (laughs) Where's Leroy? Out in the backyard playing. Yes? Why don't I hear him? Count your blessings. He's been tearing through the house all day with Craig. Another Bullard. We're surrounded. I wonder what they're up to. Awfully quiet around here. Spoke too soon. What's going on out there? Bertie, nearly ran over you. That's all right, Mr. Gilsey. Don't mind me. I'm used to being run over around here. What's this? Especially when there ain't no school. Kids all over the place. Cans all over the place too, Bertie. What happened? I just made it to the door on a dead run before everything slipped. Now just look at all them groceries. Have the boys been up to something, Bertie? I ain't saying nothing. I ain't no stool pigeon. I ain't no convoy truck either. Uh, convoy truck? Just because I'm carrying a load of groceries, I ain't no convoy truck. Bomb birdie, bomb birdie, I ain't no convoy truck. I'll attend to him, Bertie. Have they been up on that roof again? I ain't saying nothing. Except someday one of them bombs is going to go off like Vic and Nene and you won't have no more birdie. <laughs> Darn kid, sorry, Bertie. I'll go right out there. I ain't saying nothing, but I ain't no convoy, sir. Boys know how to play anymore. Wonder what they're up to. Hiding back of the garage. Come on, Craig, grab hold of it. Okay. We gotta point it right over the garage where the moon comes up. Huh? Oh, hi, Unc. Uh, You want something, Unc? Leroy, what's this I hear about you and Craig bombing Bertie? Only playing, Unc. Yeah, only playing. Well, that's no way to play. She had the Thanksgiving turkey in those groceries. What are you doing now? Isn't that an old coal chute? Yeah, for launching rockets. Rockets? We're just playing, Unc. Like in a comic book. Shut up, Craig. Uh, Craig, why do you have that exhaust pipe tied around you? Leroy's going to send me to the moon. What? <laughs> Does your mother know about this, Craig? No, nah, she wouldn't let me go. Yeah. <laughs> We're just playing, Unc. We fill the exhaust pipe with carbide... 
Pour some water down the top. And... Leroy, you boys are playing with fire. No, we're not. Carbide just bubbles and smells. Now, see here. There'll be no playing with carbide and exhaust pipes. Why can't you kids play some nice safe game? Like what? That's any fun. Well, if you have to build something instead of trying to be like Buck Rogers, yeah, why don't you build a nice raft like Tom Sawyer? Who's Tom Sawyer? Who's Tom Sawyer? Oh, yeah. He and his pal, Huckleberry Finn, knew how to play, that's all. Like real American boys, instead of trying to blow each other up. A raft? Hey, not bad, Unc. Will you help us build this with these planks? Build it? Well, uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn did those things themselves, Leroy. That was the real fun of it. I get it. Well, we can't drag those big planks down to the creek. We're just kids. Crick? Why don't you just pretend the driveway is the crick? The driveway? Sure, why not? I'll buy you the book, my boy. It'll tell you how to build the raft and have fun doing it. I want to be a rocket! <laughs> You'll have more fun building a raft, Craig. Now, Leroy. I was a rocket gun, you kid. I hate you. Oh, you little rocket. Don't you go kicking my uncle in the shin. I'm going to tell my father, aren't you? Oh, no, I'll cry, baby. Now, Leroy. I hate you, you big father. I'm going to Oh, yes, go home, cry, baby. Just whom are you calling a cry, baby, Gildersleeve? Did, did I call some... Uh, Oh, hello, Mr. Bullard. <laughs> Didn't see you. What are you up to, Gildersleeve? What's this all about? Craig started the fight. He kicked Unc on the shins. He did? Let's see. Never mind. And then he called out the big waterlogged Budinsky. <laughs> Craig did that? Well, maybe I should speak to him, Gildersleeve. Well, it might not be a bad idea. If I've told him once, I've told him a hundred times never to repeat things he hears around the house. What? <laughs> Now, Gildersleeve, what was Craig crying about? Well, Bullard, I was only trying to teach the boys to play safe and sane games. Forget bombs and rockets and get back to the good old days of Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Now, there was a real boy, Tom Sawyer. A great inspiration for boys. Yes, indeed. As a matter of fact, I was just about to take the boys down and buy them the book. You were? Well, that's great, Gildersleeve. Darn decent of you to take an interest in my boy. Nothing at all. I, uh, I'm afraid I misunderstood you, Gildersleeve. I apologize. Well, that's all right, Mr. Bullard. And believe me, from now on, I'll never worry about Craig when he's playing with Leroy and you. With me? Well, I was just going to get him the book. But you don't have to worry, Mr. Bullard. I'll keep an eye on the boys. <laughs> Cigars? No, Leroy. You have your book. You and Craig go on home and build your little raft. Well, we'll just come in and look at the comic books while you're getting them. Yeah, Buck Rogers. Now, Craig, forget about Buck Rogers. Run along and play like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. Okay, Uncle. Come on, Huckleberry. <laughs> yes, sir. I guess I know how to handle children. Hello, Peavy. Hey, customer. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. I... Yes, I got engrossed in what I was reading and didn't hear you come in. That's all right, Peavy. I know how it is to get interested in a book. I just bought one. 
Tom Sawyer. Oh, excellent book, Tom Sawyer. I think you'll enjoy it. It's for Leroy, Peavy. Well, it's an excellent book for Leroy, then. Yes, yes. I didn't think you'd have it, so I picked it up at the bookstore. Well, I have it at home. I was just reading about whitewashing the fence again the other evening. <laughs> Young Sawyer was quite a boy. But nowadays, our big call is for these pocket mysteries. Pocket mysteries? What good are they, Peavy? Well, they fit the pocket. <laughs> just look at your shelves, Peavy. Nothing but mysteries and comic books. I'll bet this is where Leroy gets all of his wild ideas. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, it is. There ought to be a law against them. Well, I don't know, Mr. Gildersleeve. These comic books are quite progressive at times. Had the atomic bomb before the Russians. And their rockets and spaceships are way ahead of ours. Bombs, rockets, and spaceships. Peavy, hereafter, I forbid you to sell any of those books to Leroy. Well, just as you say, Mr. Gildersleeve. Although he hasn't been buying any. But if you don't want him to come in, sprawl on the floor and read them from cover to cover, I'll tell him. Well, he won't be doing it anymore, Peavy. I'm selecting his reading material now. Eh, better have about six cigars, enough to tide me over tomorrow. Oh, I meant to tell you, Mr. Gildersleeve, we'll be open tomorrow afternoon, if you should care for something. Open on Thanksgiving Day, Peavy? Well, along toward evening, we usually have quite a brisk run on bicarbonate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, uh, too bad you can't spend the day at home with Mrs. Peavy. <laughs> Every business has its drawbacks and compensations, I guess. Six cigars, that'll be 42 cents. 42, yes, there you are. Now you can get back to your book. What are you reading, Peavy? Uh, me? Uh, well, I... Uh, Let me see. Peavy, not amazing comics. Not you. Well, things have been a little slow today. Look at this. A nine-foot Esther Williams in a leopard skin boiling a missionary. <laughs> That's no stuff for kids to read. Well, I'm no kid. <laughs> Conditions are worse than I thought. Goodbye, Superman. <laughs> so there the boys were, Floyd. Playing with a homemade rocket. Do you know what I did? You blew up? No, I didn't. I marched Leroy right downtown and bought him a book. No kidding? I bought one for Lovey once. Hold still now, I'm going around your ear. Mm. You can do anything you want with the right ear. Just hold the left one still. Mm. There. And you know what book I got him? No, what'd you get him? Tom Sawyer. Kid's book? Of course it's a kid's book. Didn't you ever read Tom Sawyer, Floyd? Didn't you have any fun? <laughs> Don't worry. Little Floydy Munson had fun. <laughs> well, every boy should read Tom Sawyer. I guess it was never assigned to me. Some of my teachers was pretty dumb. Tom Sawyer could have fun right in his own yard, whitewashing a fence or building a raft. That's the way I want Leroy to play. Like Tom Sawyer. Hello, Floyd. Greetings of the festive season. Hiya, Judge. Have a chair. How soon will you be ready to work on a real head of hair? Oh, hello, Gildy. <laughs> hello, Judge. And don't go gobbling like a Thanksgiving turkey. You're just sticking your neck out. Take off your collar and tie, Judge. I'm just about through. Thank you, Floyd. Where you been all day, Gildy? I tried to call you at the office twice and nobody answered. Take the afternoon off? It so happens, Judge, that there are more important things in a man's life than work, such as spending some time with his children when they're out of school. 
He bought Leroy a book. Tom Sawyer. Well, that's nice. Fine book, Gildy. I just hope a boy with Leroy's imagination doesn't try to put any of the stunts into practice. I nearly killed myself three times trying to do what Tom Sawyer did. What's this, Hooker? Painting a fence don't sound so dangerous to me. Yeah, he got others to paint the fences, Floyd, while he went out and stole rafts. What do you mean, stole rafts, Hooker? He built the raft. He stole it, Gildy. Look it up. He and Huck Finn and Joe Harper stole it at night. Well, they knew how to have fun anyway, like real American boys. Yeah, you call running away from home fun. Who ran away from home? They did, when they became pirates. You remember? Pirates? You didn't tell me about them, Commish. Hey, Leroy'd make a good one. <laughs> the Black Avenger, the Red Hander, and the Terror of the Seas pushed right out into the Mississippi on a raft at midnight, right into the raging current, swept downstream for miles. No fooling, just kids? Well, Leroy was just going to play with the raft on the driveway. That chance of Leroy staying very long in the driveway with the raft. Well, well, then what happened, Judge? Storm came up, and they all got soaked to their skins. Wonder they didn't catch pneumonia. Pneumonia, little Leroy. <laughs> a mighty dangerous escapade. Yeah, I bet they got a lacing when they got home, Judge. I would have. Well, no, they didn't. Everybody thought that they were dead. Oh, you tell a jolly story, Judge. Well, that's the way it happened, Gildy. Read the book. You nearly threw there, Floyd. Yep. You ready for the shave? Forget the shave. Let me out of here. They're not in the backyard or the garage. Bertie! Bertie, have you seen Leroy and Craig? Leroy and Craig? Aren't they out in the backyard? No, Bertie, I just looked. When did you see him last? I haven't seen him, Mr. Gillsleeve, since they barged through here and jerked the tail feathers out of my turkey. Said they're going to be pirates. Needed them for their hat. Pirates? Yes, sir. I guess they're going to be Turkish pirates. <laughs> Bertie, this is no laughing matter. Marjorie! Marjorie, your little brother. Have you seen him? Oh, he and Craig went upstairs with a book and some dirty old turkey feathers two hours ago. Oh, my goodness. Are you sure they're still up there? Monkey, what's the matter? Leroy's never stayed in his room two hours in his life. Not even when he's sick. Leroy! Leroy! The window's open. They've gone out the window and down the tree. Little Leroy. What's this? A note on his little bed. Dear Aunt Polly... Aunt Polly, we've gone down to the creek to build a raft. By the time you read this, there's no telling where we'll be. Signed, The Terror of the Seas in the Black Avenger. P.S. Written in blood. The Great Gildersleeve will continue the search in just a minute. For all you folks who like a natural cheese, especially a rich-flavored mellow cheddar, here's news to make your mouth water in anticipation. Now, Kraft, those masters of fine cheese making, give you a natural cheddar with a uniformly delicious flavor and texture, and made from pasteurized milk. It's called K-Brand Natural. That's K-A-Y, K-Brand. I don't understand. You say this is a natural cheese, and yet it's made of pasteurized milk? That's right. Every drop of milk is carefully pasteurized. K-Brand sounds wonderful. What does it look like? In your dealer's refrigerator case, you'll see a big 10-pound bar and a sparkling transparent wrapper marked K-Brand Natural all down the top and sides. 
And that wrapper is mighty important. You see, K-Brand is sealed right in that wrapper before it goes to the curing room. And it ages to a mellow goodness right in the same spick-and-span wrapper. You mean it has no cheesecloth or paraffin coating? K-Brand has no rind at all. Curing natural cheese in a sealed wrapper is another craft triumph. Then every bit of, of K-Brand is usable. Every bit. And every bit is downright delicious, too. In sandwiches, with pie, for snacks. Next time you shop, have your dealer cut a big portion for you. Remember the name K-Brand, the natural cheddar made of pasteurized milk. Well, let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. In the manner of Tom Sawyer, Leroy and his little friend Craig Bullard have disappeared in the direction of the raging creek with planks to build a raft. A hasty reconnoiter has revealed no trace of them. And now, rising to the emergency, the worried man has summoned his friends to the search. I've got to find Leroy and poor little Craig. Oh, what'll his father say? Where's that Floyd? He should have been here 20 minutes ago. And Hooker can't even get in touch with the old goat. Marjorie! Here are your hip boots, Uncle Mort. Why do you have holes cut in the toes? Well, they're always getting filled with water. <laughs> the creek isn't hip deep, is it? Pretty high this time of the year, my dear. No telling what's happened to the boys. Marjorie, do you think I should call the police? Well, I'd wait a little while, Anki. Leroy always shows up in time for dinner. Marjorie, when Leroy disappears and leaves a note addressed to Aunt Polly, and it's written in blood, we've got to be prepared for the worst. But Aunt Polly was Tom Sawyer's aunt in the book, and they were always writing notes in blood. They were? Ye gods, Marjorie, what have I done to the boy? Any news yet, Miss Gilfleet? He's bleeding, Bertie. Who's bleeding? Little Leroy. Well, he must have cut his finger going in my jam jar then. There's strawberry jam smeared all over the house. What's that? Let me taste that note. It is strawberry. You see, Yankee? Well, he's missing anyway, and I'll find him if I have to call out the whole town. When are you going to tell Mr. Bullard? Well, Marjorie, Mr. Bullard's quite an excitable man, and I'll get it. Hi, Commissioner. Hello, Marjorie. Come on in, Floyd. We're ready to go. I closed up shop the minute you called, Commissioner. Left Dr. Needham in the chair with half a haircut. He'll have to preach his sermon sideways tomorrow. This is an emergency, Floyd. Yeah, I stopped by for my gun. May get the sights between me and a duck. Got my dog out on the running board, too. Floyd, this is not a duck hunt. Two little boys are lost. Well, he's good at picking up a scent. Rat terrier. Well, bring him along, then. Sure, he's got a good nose. Every year when the mother-in-law comes to visit, he starts whining a week before she gets here. <laughs> Let's go without a hooker, Floyd. Let's get down to the creek. I still think Leroy will come home. I refuse to worry. Uh, maybe that's him on the porch now. Leroy? Leroy? Oh, hello, Judge. Well, Gildy, I have great news for you. You have? Come in, come in. Yes, after I heard you say that Leroy had become engrossed in the adventures of Tom Sawyer, I... Oh, good afternoon, Marjorie. Hello, Judge. Go on, Hooker. Where is he? Where's who? Oh, hello, Floyd. Hi, Judge. Ye gods, Judge. Where is Leroy? Leroy? How should I know? But you just said you have great news. I do. 
As I started to say, when I learned that Leroy was so interested in Tom Sawyer, I went out and found him another great Mark Twain book. Mm -hmm. Life on the Mississippi. But, Judge, he's lost on the creek now. What? All afternoon, Judge. He and little Craig Bullard. Well, I doubt if they're in any real trouble, but they'll soon be dying. We're going right down to look for him. Good. Where's Mr. Bullard? You've told him, haven't you? Uh, Mr. Bullard? Well, uh, I thought we'd find the boys first, Judge, and then tell him. Well, let's do something before my dog loses interest and goes home. <laughs> Obviously, the first thing to do is to tell the boy's father. He'll be as concerned about Craig as you are about Leroy. Gildy? How about you telling him, Horace? Floyd and I'll wait in the car with the dog. You're my lawyer. Now, Gildy, don't be a baby. Floyd and I'll go along with you, if you like. But you have to tell him. All right. I'll tell him. Sure, Commish. And I'll keep the motor running, too. Give me that plank, red-hander. I'm not the red-hander. I'm the chair of the sea. You're not. I am, too. Well, what are we arguing about pirates for, anyway? We're just building a rocket to the moon. Yeah. Who wants to build a dopey raft like Tom Sawyer? Well, Craig, someday you'll learn you got to humor your parents. Hand me the exhaust pipe, Buck Rogers. Okay, Flash. Hey, what's that noise? What noise? Oh, uh, probably some cows coming down to the creek. That's no cow. That's your uncle. <laughs> yeah, and your father. Hey, what are they doing down here? If they're looking for us, let's call them. Shh, lay down behind the bushes and be quiet. If they ever find us building a rocket again, we'll really catch heck. But I want to go home. Didn't, uh, didn't see any trace of them, eh, Mr. Bullard? Uh, nothing from the farmhouse to the bridge, Gildersleeve. Uh, I, I covered the other side. Not a sign. The raft would still be floating, wouldn't it? Of course. We'd better sit down here and wait for the others. Maybe I'd better go meet Floyd and the judge. Huh? No, no, Gildersleeve. You might miss them. We said we'd all meet here. Besides, you've worn yourself out. Sit down and rest. <laughs> Mr. Bullard, I must say you've been mighty decent about this. Not knowing where little Craig is or what may have happened. Hey, they think we're lost. I'm going to call them. Shh, we better wait for a chance and sneak home. If this turns out to be their idea of a prank, we ought to teach them a lesson they'll remember. You see? Keep quiet. Do you uh, really suppose they've run away? Oh, they'll show up all right, Gildersleeve. Don't worry. Oh, sure. Yeah, they'll show up. You really think so? Sure. Sure they will. Don't worry. Well, I'm not worrying. Don't you worry. No, I'm not worrying. <laughs> By George, Mr. Bullard, you're all right. I've always liked you. <laughs> Get him. You're not a bad sort yourself, Gildersleeve. A regular guy. Mr. Bullard, why don't you come over for Thanksgiving dinner? Well, why don't you come over to my house? Larger house. Now... You come over to my house. Bigger turkey. Well, if you insist, Gildersleeve. You bet. We'll have roast turkey, cranberries, 
And pumpkin pie and all the trimmings. <laughs> What's the matter, Gillsleeve? I couldn't eat a bite. Not unless little Leroy is there. Oh, for corn's sake, why don't they go home so we can go home? Uh, it's getting dark, Gildersleeve. Yeah. Awfully chilly, too. Leroy will need his little Mackinac. Well? Well? Bullard? Yes? Well, we better wait for Floyd and the judge. I'm getting cold, Leroy. Let's surrender. Shh. Just can't understand why Leroy had do this thing. He wasn't a bad boy. Best-hearted kid in the whole world. Well, Craig never went looking for trouble. Sweetest little fella you ever saw. <laughs> Leroy was sweet, too. Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, looks like a sad holiday season, boy. Yes, I had such great plans for Craig's Christmas. I had quite a Christmas plan for Leroy, too. Come on, Leroy. Shut up. They're talking about Christmas. I was, uh, I was going down to Hogan Brothers tomorrow and buy Craig a power saw outfit. Oh, boy, a power saw. I was going to buy Leroy a saw. Can I use your powered one, Craig? And I already ordered a chemistry set. I was going to order one, too. Jeepers, you hear that, Craig? I'm going to get a chemistry set, too. Yes, it was going to be quite a Christmas. I was getting Craig a new bicycle. So was I, for Leroy. I was even thinking of buying little Craig a Shetland pony. I was definitely going to get Leroy a pony. Palomino. What a Christmas. Only Leroy could be here to enjoy it. Huh, is he kidding? Hey, you got me there. Here I am. Leroy! Craig, come here, my boy. Leroy, where have you been? We've been here all the time, Uncle. We're safe. You're safe. Wonderful. That's wonderful. That little Leroy. Gosh, don't squeeze me so hard. Just the glad to see you, my boy. Sure sounds like we're going to have a big Christmas, huh? Leroy, how much did you hear? <laughs> The great Gildersleeve will be right back. If your family insists on a good big slice of cheddar cheese alongside of every piece of pie, you should get acquainted with Kraft's latest triumph. It's a wonderfully mellow, natural cheddar with a real melt-in-your-mouth texture. And what's more, what's new, it's made of pasteurized milk. The name is K-Brand Natural. That's K-A-Y, K-Brand. It's the rich and mellow-tasting cheddar made of pasteurized milk. And K-Brand ages right in its own spick-and-span wrapper. At your dealers, you'll see the big bar and the sparkling wrapper marked K-Brand Natural all down the top and side. Have your dealer cut you a good big portion, for this cheese is going to be a family favorite. Remember the name, K-Brand, the natural cheddar made of pasteurized milk. Sore, Honk. Maybe I won't get all of those things for Christmas. Well, we'll see, Leroy. You may get all of them at that. You mean it? A saw, a chemistry set, bicycle, and a pony? That's pretty expensive. Well, expense may not be an object this year, my boy. I've been checking up on how much money this fellow Mark Twain made. Yeah? And I think I'll write a book about you. 
It'll sell twice as many copies as that piker Tom Sawyer. Good night, my boy. <laughs> Good night, folks. The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. It was written by John Elliott and Andy White with music by Jack Meekin. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Louise Erickson, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Richard Legrand. This is John Wald saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Tomorrow night, Dorothy Lemoore will be Al Jolson's guest on the Kraft Music Hall, heard over most of these NBC stations. Don't miss it. I won't. Remember, tomorrow night, for exact time, see your local paper. And be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Lady, are you having a hard time planning main dishes that stay within your food budget? Then get a couple packages of Kraft Dinner from your food store tomorrow. Each package of Kraft Dinner costs very little, but it contains enough quick-cooking macaroni and golden Kraft grated to make macaroni and cheese for four people. In only seven minutes cooking time, you have a main dish that's delicious. Fluffy light macaroni with grand cheddar cheese flavor through and through. Look for the yellow and blue package, plainly marked, Kraft Dinner. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Well, there you have it, friends, the Thanksgiving edition of the Great Gildersleeve from November 26 of 1947. You know, Leroy and that neighbor kid, they just couldn't help themselves but listen in to find out what they're going to be getting for Christmas. Well, you know what, I, I can't blame them. One year I looked around for my Christmas presents and found them in the, in the closet next to the ping pong table at my grandmother's house. Now, that was a very clever place to hide them, but <laughs> that was a big find for me, and I, oh, my eyes lit up. But they were already wrapped, so I didn't know what it was, but anyway... All right, friends, you know when it's Thanksgiving time, you go to your grandma's house when you're a kid, like I did, that's when I found them presents, and when it's time for dinner, Granny, she's out there, and she shouts, Y'all come! And out come the kids. Y'all come! Well, come and get it. Y'all come! Come and set a spell, friend. Y'all come to see us when you can. When you live in the country, everybody is your neighbor On this one thing you can rely They all come to see you and they never leave you Saying, y'all come to see us by and by Y'all come, y'all come, come. come. Oh, y'all come to see us now and then Y'all come, y'all come Oh, y'all come to see us now and then are a-coming, they're a-coming by the dozen, eating everything from soup to hay. Hide the rooster, and right after dinner, they ain't looking any thinner, and here's what you hear them say. 
Ciders making. We're fixing to kick back the rug. Bring your fiddle. I need some rosin too. Ooh, play it. Things a madman on that fiddle. Are smoking. Our grandmas are wishing that they'd come out to the kitchen and help to do the dishes right away. But they all start leaving, even though she's a grieving. But you can still hear grandma say, Well, land the Goshen, dead nabbit. Bring the young uns, you hear me? We'll tie the dog up. <laughs> Don't put the cat out, too. Y'all come, y'all come, y'all come, come to see us now and then. Hey! Yeah, I like that. There's no one better to listen to on Thanksgiving than the great Bing Crosby. I love it. Bing is my favorite singer for Thanksgiving, as you might be able to tell here. That was Y'all Come from Bing Crosby. Now, you know, they shout out Y'all Come to get everybody at the Thanksgiving table, and sometimes you have duck. Now, I don't like duck. I love turkey, but some people like duck. And Gene Shepard, he had a father who tried to carve a duck, and he had a little difficulty. It's a great poem. Another one here from Gene Shepard, When Father Carves the Duck. Here's one called When Father Carves the Duck. We all look on with anxious eyes when Father carves the duck, and Mother almost always sighs when Father carves the duck. Then all of us prepare to rise and hold our bibs before our eyes and be prepared for some surprise. When Father carves the duck, he braces up and grabs a fork. Whenever he carves a duck, and won't be allowed uh, a soul to talk until he's carved the duck. The fork is jabbed into the sides, across the breast the knife he slides, while every careful person hides from flying chips of duck. The platter's always sure to slip when Father carves a duck, and how it makes the dishes skip. Potatoes fly amuck. The squash and cabbage leap in space. We get gravy on our face, and Father mutters Hindu grace whenever he carves the duck. We then have learned to walk around the dining room and pluck from off the window sills and walls our share of father's duck. While father growls and blows and jaws and swears the knife was full of flaws and mother laughs at him because he couldn't carve a duck. Yeah, bring it down, Herb. Hold it there. I bet you he didn't have trouble if he tried carving a turkey. Oh, my. I know there are duck lovers out there, but I love turkey. It was the great Gene Shepherd reading a poem when father carves the duck. You know, whether you're having duck or turkey, as long as you're having them mashed potatoes and them green beans and, of course, that pumpkin pie. You know what all that adds up to? It's home cooking. Here's the great Bing Crosby going to sing us all about home cooking. I'm going to have me some I'm telling you the quiet life is quite the life for me Oh, woe is me, what goes with me? I hate this living I've chose for me Tired of meeting misery Should have never roamed and left that home cooking Home cooking 
life is cruel, I was a fool to roam. I climb this hill, I try this dale, and then I step on a rusty nail. I never even get no mail, I'm so far from all that goes with home cooking, home cooking. I'm afraid I should have stayed at home with a porch light, a screen door, a banner from Niagara Falls, green grass, a lawnmower, home sweet home upon the wall. That's home cooking, home cooking, quiet life's quite the life for me. Oh, well, a rolling stone don't get no moss. It don't get nothing but to double cross. See the world, how oh, that's applesauce. Nothing anywhere as fine as home Just like your mother cooks. Kills the other cooks. Life is cruel. I was a fool to roam. When I go out, the sun goes in. The rain comes down and it soaks my skin. Jonah, that's my next of kin. Darn the luck I should have stuck with. Oh, let me fetch you some. Oh, then reach and get you some. I'm afraid I should have stayed at home. With the crickets chatting. Summer nights you sit on the lawn. The dog wants patting. Nine o'clock, you start to yawn. That's Old Phil Harris style brings the rarest smile. Quiet life is quite the life for me. With the picnics, clam bake. See the trotters run at the fair Mom's fine hotcakes Apple blossoms in the air That's home cooking Home cooking Quiet life is quite the life for me Quiet life is quite the life for me for Bing, and it's for me too. Home cooking from Bing Crosby. Nothing says Thanksgiving to me more than Bing Crosby. I, I just love hearing Bing on Thanksgiving time. I can't help myself. Well, friends, we've had some fun here today on our Thanksgiving show, but I think it's time we got um, a little serious in the spirit of Thanksgiving, the real spirit of Thanksgiving, and that is to give thanks. And I would watch the Thanksgiving parade every year on television. It's still going on, but back then I watched it every year as a kid. And all during the 70s, well, most during the mostly during the 70s, William Conrad, who played Cannon. Now, Cannon was my favorite show, and, and Cannon and Mannix. I love those two private detective shows. Cannon would host the Thanksgiving Day parade on CBS. And each year he would recite this great Thanksgiving poem written by Robert Louis Stevenson. He did this each year, and one year I had the bright idea 
I love that poem, and I thought, you know, I hope William Conrad does it again, because this year I am going to be ready. I'm going to be sitting tape side with my tape recorder, and if Bill Conrad starts to do this poem, I'm going to hit the switch. And one year I was lucky. One year I got it. Here is the great William Conrad, a.k.a. Cannon, to give us a very special Thanksgiving prayer. You may have heard of before, Mr. Robert Louis Stevenson. Lord, behold our family here assembled. We thank thee for this place in which we dwell, for the love that unites us, for the peace accorded to us this day, for the hope with which we expect the morrow, for the health, the work, the food and the bright skies that make our lives delightful. For our friends in all parts of the earth, give us courage, gaiety, and the quiet mind. Spare us to our friends, soften us to our enemies. Bless us if it may be in all our innocent endeavors. If it is not, give us the strength to encounter that which is to come that we be brave in peril, constant in tribulation, temperate in wrath, and in all changes in fortune, loyal and loving, one to another. <laughs> hey, it has been an absolutely marvelous morning, and this is William Bubbles Conrad saying goodbye to you from New York and also saying Happy Thanksgiving. Mm. <laughs> well, never thought you'd get a kiss on the cheek from Bill Conrad, did you? <laughs> I love that poem, Thanksgiving poem. I always wanted to write down that poem and, and say it myself at a Thanksgiving dinner, but I never did it. Maybe one year I'll do that. The great William Conrad with a Thanksgiving prayer there from Robert Louis Stevenson, no less. Well, friends, we're going to close out our show with Nat King Cole and Bing Crosby and the Andrew Sisters. Yeah, it's a regular ring-dang-do here as we close out with a nice song here from Bing. We're going to let him introduce it for you. Bing, tell us all about it. Now the entire ensemble, the Andrews Sisters, Nat King Cole, the Rhythm Airs, and I, we're going to join, join hands here, join voices in John Scott Trotter's arrangement of Meredith Wilson's fine song of good wishes and faith. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. May the good Lord bless and keep you. Whether near or far away May you find that long-awaited Golden day today May your troubles all be small ones And your fortune ten times ten May the good Lord bless and keep you till we meet again. 
May you walk with sunlight shining And a bluebird in every tree May there be a silver lining Back of every cloud you see Fill your dreams with sweet tomorrows Never mind what might have been May the good Lord bless and keep you Till we meet again May you walk with sunlight shining And a bluebird in every tree May there be a silver lining Back of every cloud you see Every cloud you see dreams with sweet tomorrows never mind what might have been may the good lord bless and keep you till we meet again may the good lord bless and keep you till Thank you, Bing. That was nice. Bing Crosby, the Andrews Sisters, and Nat King Cole all getting together to close out our Thanksgiving edition of Sounds Like Radio. We hope you enjoyed it, friends. I know I did. I love Thanksgiving and all the holiday editions we do here on Sounds Like Radio. We put them up on the program for a brief time, and after the holiday's over, we take them down. So you got to listen to them, friends, when it's holiday time. You won't be able to find a Thanksgiving show here on Sounds Like Radio in the middle of July. <laughs> anyway, while it's Thanksgiving, friends, it's time to enjoy the Thanksgiving program. Well, friends, we hope you have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. And until then, that's the next time we get together, that is. This is your humble host saying so long for now. Goodbye, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving.